Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What team's got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. We just had week number six going into week number seven. Ron, how do you feel about this week? Uh, we're back. We're off last week. The Steelers were. So I feel pretty confident. we got a good matchup this week. Rams got a lot of players out. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to sit in front of the couch again and watch football this weekend. Yeah, I wish we had the week off, but we did not. We did not have the week off. And we'll talk about week number six. We'll go into our NFL news. We'll talk about our upset specials. And then we'll talk about our top five power ranking. So let's quickly go over NFL news. Ron, I just saw that Richardson is out for the year. Done. Done. I'm not a big Richardson fan, but I know you were. So is this, I know a lot of news are comparing it to the Andrew Luck. What is it, Is this an Andrew Luck type of season or what? Oh, no, no. He, you know, I don't think the injury is anything that's, you know, serious. I think they're just pay, playing it cautious with him. Um, he's going to have the surgery and he'll be back, you know, in time for camp next year. So there's no sense in putting him out there risking further injury the team's not playing for anything at this point i think they're looking at long you know big picture with him so which is the right thing to do they just shut him down so that's that's i think the appropriate uh thing for them to do this year now they're in second place in the division i think the division might be winnable though i know that they i think they lost to the jaguars right uh not too not too long ago but they're three and two the jaguars are i'm sorry they're Colts are three and three. The Jaguars are four and two. Whose division is the Jaguars to lose, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if they view Minshew as that big of a drop off, if any, than where Richardson is at this stage of his career. So, you know, again, I think with with Minshew playing, you know, I think they they view at it as it, everything's going to be okay, and we'll keep keep going like we're we're doing, like right, you know, everything is right now. Um, I just, I feel like the Minchu, maybe he should be a starter somewhere else. <laughs> That's been the case for like four or five <laughs> years though. You know, it, he's like, just never, I don't want to say he hasn't had any opportunity, but you know, he was always on the fringe of like the top of the backup quarterbacks to a potential starter. Um, you know, and, and this was probably his best chance, I think to be a starter they drafted Richardson obviously with the plan for him to be the future but you know if Gardner would have came in there and um, showed that he's a NFL quality starter then he could have that could have taken him somewhere else next year same situation actually now that I think about it like the Steelers you know when they drafted Kenny Pickett right we had Trubisky and if you think about where Trubisky was at it was a good opportunity for him to say you know what I'm still a starter in this league Right. If I have a good season, you know, I can use that to jump off my career somewhere else. Um, I think Minshew is in a a good spot. He just has to go out and produce now, though. Uh, The other piece of news is 
Murray, Kyle Murray is back in practice. Um, so are they going to start him or what, what's going to happen? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they even want him back in practice, right? Like it, there's so much turmoil going on with the Cardinals. Like, you know, the beef animosity between Murray and that whole organization. It's just an awkward situation. The Cardinals, you know, I think they've won one game so far, but it's not because Dobbs is playing poorly. It's just that they have a bad team, and the plan for them, I think, is to tank, right, and and try to get that first pick uh, next year. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a weird situation. I don't know how it's going to play out, to be honest with you, with him being back at practice. It's going to be a weird situation. But do you think, because it seems like the players are playing hard, with the code, but mm-hmm. it seems like the organization is like basically. Do you think they should be trading him? Like, is no he one wants bait? him. No one wants him. Not at that contract he signed. That's the problem. You know, he signed that contract. He, you know, if you believe the rumors and all the news that came out, he's not a hard worker. He doesn't study film. Plays video games. And plays <laughs> playing video games instead of studying. And like when you come in the league as a quarterback and you're five ten. Or lower, he's probably like five eight, realistically, <laughs> right? You cannot afford not to study and do all the extra stuff to stay on the field. So, listen, he got to, you know, try to figure out how best to salvage his career. It feels like to me he's burned bridges there. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I just think it's a messy situation. I think that you're right. They definitely overpaid for him, almost like a Daniel Jones, because I think he played horrible, right? Wasn't he one of the one of the players that deleted everything affiliated with Arizona Cardinals from his social pages. And that, yeah, all, all these players do that now, though. Yeah, I think that's like a bargaining chip somehow. I don't know why. I guess the, I guess because the fans see that and they panic, right? Um, and this this part this part of news I kind of lumped together. So I saw that Mahomes wants to own part of the team when he retires, and then I also saw that Kyler Williams wants part ownership of whoever drafts him so is this what are what are players thinking delusions um i don't know i think they're trying to follow the brady path if you will you know because brady has talked about owning a team in the past and you know i think for him i mean he's the goat right and it's still going to be difficult for him to to become a you know a team owner even like a part ownership I don't know if you know it's ever going to happen. So I think they they look at him and say, "Okay, that's that's what I want my future to look like." And I think they're just delusional. They're very delusional because Mahomes, you know, Tom Brady played for twenty plus right. years, right? Mm-hmm. You don't. I don't just. Don't, I don't see Mahomes doing that, and I definitely don't see Caleb Williams only being part owner while he's playing the same team. Yeah. I know that they want to maximize the money and wherever they are, but this is like a rich man's club, and it's not like they just let you in the door. Right. Like, so, yeah. you know, let's say we're middle middle class, and I don't, you know, I, I don't like to put labels. Let's say we're middle class. They're rich. Ultra then there's, rich. Then there's the, like, you know, billionaires you're talking about, and they're not even remotely close to being on that level. Yeah, this and is, even um, Brady isn't either. Yeah, so. I mean, I and Brady's trying. I mean, he's mm-hmm. part you know minority owner with the Raiders, minority owners with like 
the Birmingham City up in uh, English Premier League, a lower a lower league, but still mm-hmm. part owner. I think he's trying to branch out, but like you mentioned, all these players they look up at the go and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. if he can do it, I can do it too. Right. No, you can't. No, no, you can't. Um, speaking of money, I know you mentioned this college nil yeah this is something that i thought initially was a good idea <laughs> but now there's no rules like, yeah, that's the problem like the wild wild west yeah it is right so you got shooter sanders um report came out today that his nil deal is valued at 4.8 million which is um a higher salary than tons of quarterbacks in the nfl like including Mac Jones, uh, for example, um, including James Winston, ba- Baker Mayfield, who's a starter in the league as well, Kenny Pickett, Minshew, who we just talked about. So he's making more in this NIL deal than NFL starter. I think that's that that adds to the delusions that these you know these college kids have is because they're getting a ridiculous amounts of money. I remember last year too, Jordan Addison. You know, the receiver from, um, he played at USC's with Minnesota now. He had a a ridiculous deal, too, to go to USC um, and play there. It's like, why would you stay anywhere when you can bounce? These boosters are are paying you literally millions to go to another school and play there. So, Well, that's, that's, you know, and I I don't watch college football, so I can't say, well, this is what happens. But every time that I turn on a college football game, they always talk about the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. Transfer portal. Oh, That's he's where you live. Go- <laughs> live. I mean, it's probably a good 40%, 50% of your roster is going to be made, you know, through the, the portal. Like who you can recruit from the portal to leave the school that they're at to come play at your school. Yeah, so basically, I don't know how this works, but I guess you put your name on the transfer portal and then through that NIL, these colleges can offer you ridiculous amount of money. Like, come play with me. Yeah. Yeah. This, I don't know. They, they need to fix it. I mean, ultimately, what I want is everyone get paid. But now the best players are getting paid and they just go into the highest bidder. Yeah. They and either go into the highest bidder or they go into a school that it's on TV for every game. And I don't know if just because you're the best player or one of the top players that you should be paid any more than someone who's an average player but playing the same position or someone who, a a female playing soccer, you know, or volleyball or something else. Like should Shooter Sanders get like four point whatever million and some volleyball player get like trash, you know, nothing. I I just think that, and I get like football makes millions of dollars for their school and stuff like that billions billions yeah yeah i I understand football is a big business right there's we you know talked about colorado before this how much money uh deon sanders contract is and how much money the school is making now because of him being there um but i think the wealth needs to be spread you know to all nt you know aa players not just like the top athletes yeah, this is this is getting ridiculous. And this is on some other. They need to they need to fix it basically. I don't think they're gonna get rid of it because now everyone is living it up. But mm-hmm. I think that they need to fix it. All right, so let's quickly recap week number six. And really, there's only one game that we had, and that was New England at 
Las Vegas. I had them as 14-10. You had them Vegas winning 20 to 13. Final score was 21 to 17. I run. I personally did not. Usually when I come up from work, I'll watch the game. You know, I'll repeat, but I did not want to watch it. But I basically watched the highlights or the lowlights run. The score was 17 to 19. All the Patriots needed to do was kick a field goal to win the game. Nope. Mac Jones had other ideas. Now, I don't want to blame it all on Mac Jones. But, I mean, what, what are you going to say? What can you say about this team? Find different ways to lose. So what What happened? If you, if you can't beat the Vegas Raiders, who... What, why even play? Why even play? Listen, you were so confident, right? With your selection when you said the Pats were going to win. And I'm like, I don't know. Pats have looked terrible. That's why I picked Vegas to, to win. Um, I don't know what to say. You're right. You just said it. Like, they find ways to lose. And they are arguably one of the three worst teams in the NFL, right? So throwing Carolina who's doesn't have a win yet and like you know Denver maybe um you know they they are competing for like that number one pick at this point and um I don't know if you can look at their schedules the Patriots and see there's no automatic victories with, with any teams left on this schedule so um yeah I don't I don't know what else to say but I mean they you know, when you look at it, you're like, okay, we outscored them 14 to 9 in the second half. And we still lost a game. Why? Because they're doing the same thing week after week. They get behind. They try to play catch-up. They don't have the personnel to play catch-up. And then they lose. And that's why, you know, I know, I know we're going to move into week 7. But that's why... I just can't see this team tanking on the Bill Belichick. Now, the injury report came out. <laughs> I've never seen so many players in that report. They had like 20 players. Some of them didn't even participate in practice. I mean... That's the definition of tanking to me. I don't want to call it tanking. I just want to call it, this is a terrible, terrible team. Even if you put the best players out there can't beat another football team. So it doesn't, you can call it tanking, but it's not tanking. It's just that this is a terrible team. Mm -hmm. So I know that the Carolina has no way, but they're technically already have a QB. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what else you can say about this team. And like you mentioned earlier, there are no easy victories going forward. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Giants, maybe, but I mean... You know, like I told my friend Chris, that is going to be like the poo platter game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I can see both teams having one win with that when that, when that game happened. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Chargers, the Steelers, the Chiefs. So it gets, the schedule gets harder and maybe a Aaron might be back by the time the Jets play that game. So if they, you know, the Jets have something to play for, which, you know, they, they their defense is good. They're so. three and three. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, what was your upset special for week six, Ron? Uh, so week six, I had 
um, Baltimore, uh, they were favored by four over Tennessee. I had Tennessee winning 24 to 23. I missed that. Baltimore won 24 to 16. Um, I'm kicking myself because I remember saying on the podcast last week that watch out for San Francisco, you know, losing um, because, you know, they're playing a tough team tough defensive team in, in the Browns that's capable of punching them in the mouth. Now, San Francisco lost all their players. Uh, at the end of the day, I, that wasn't my upset special. I should have stuck with it, though. That was you know, what my gut was, was telling me. Instead, I went with Tennessee, and uh, that was a dumb dumb move because Baltimore handled it pretty easily. Well, you should follow your gut more often mm-hmm. because San Francisco did not have it against the Browns. Mm-hmm. I... For my upset special, I went uh, Arizona at LA. I thought that uh, Arizona was going to put up a fight. The final score was 9 to 26 LA Rams. Um, are the LA Rams a good team? They're an okay team. They have some okay, some decent players. You know, they have Stafford. Uh, who's a veteran quarterback, Aaron Donald, obviously. They had found a gem in Kyron Williams. He was the running back. Um, I don't know if I had t- talked to you about this, but he was the one I wanted the Steelers to draft last year. They ended up getting, um, you know, uh, someone off, uh, you know, uh, as a free agent, right? So we it turned out well for us. But Kyron Williams is a good running back. Now, he's hurt this week, so he's out for a few weeks. They also got Puka. Puka came out of nowhere. He's like uh, another Cub. Yeah, so they they got some good play. I wouldn't say they're a great team, um, but they're a, a dangerous team. That if you mess around, they'll 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 beat you. I mean, they're three and three in the division, third place. I know Seattle has um, three wins as well, but they have less losses. So no, maybe. I mean, the NFC is you know a very competitive uh, conference. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, yeah, and that was our upset special for last week, and we were not good, not good as like tonight. So let's go to week number seven. It's gonna be uh, Buffalo at New England. Buffalo is favored. They are given eight and a half points. Ron, what's your what'd you pick? I have um, my sc- I wrote my score wrong. I'm staring at it now, so it should be the other way around. I got. Um, the Bills winning 28 to 13. So I'm changing that now. So Bills winning comfortably 28 to 13. I have them Bills losing. How? We just, you just talked 21. about how Listen, terrible the passes are. How? Have they won at home? No, they haven't won at home. You just finished telling me how bad they are and then you don't believe they're tanking but they're terrible but like i told you last week this team is like the little engine that could in the well, rash could, could, could against las vegas right and i'm not i don't listen buffalo is not the same team as like two years ago yeah but they're still better they're, than las vegas they're, they're still, much better listen and they're still better than the can, patriots you can Tell me a litany of like things that <laughs> Buffalo does better than New England. And they're all true. But I feel like in order to have any kind of... Because right now, they haven't told Bill, hey, Bill, 
This is your last year. As long as, you know, as far as he knows, he's coaching into next year. So I feel like maybe the players are like, I do it. I don't know. But I have them winning. How? I don't understand. Like, what? how do you envision a game? Like, what sort of game? What will need to happen for the Patriots to, to beat Buffalo? Because I got 28-13 Buffalo winning. But honestly, this could get out of hand, right? I mean, that, the over and under is 41 points. Yeah. And I don't even see New England getting to, like, maybe even 21 points. I guess. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like if Josh Allen, and I don't want to wish anybody an injury, but if, if Allen is under the blue tent, we have a chance. <laughs> so, we have a chance. so that's how. That's that your how. That's what you're hoping for. Either he's is a injured concussion. or does he is he does he have anybody pregnant? No. <laughs> Either he's having a baby, he has to just leave. I I I'm just like bringing that kind of energy, positive like just, energy. I guess. Listen, you're at home. Just do some do something. There's you know? no way in hell. Yeah, just do something. Pats are gonna Listen, win this game. I'm not a hundred percent confident, but just do something. Okay. Okay, Pittsburgh at. The Rams, the Rams are favored by three points. What do you have? So, and I do think the Rams should be favored in this game, but I think this is almost this is going to be another home game for Pittsburgh, even though we travel um, out to LA. There's going to be a lot of Pittsburgh um, fans there. I got Pittsburgh winning 17 to 13. I think the bye week, not much has changed. It's going to change, but the one thing that is changing is we're getting healthy. So Deontay most likely is going to play. Anthony McFarlane has a good chance of playing. Pat Fryerwuth has a good chance of playing. So that's three players already in our offense. Um, our tackles coming back as well. Um, so, like our team is getting healthy, and the Rams, unfortunately for them, their team just just got hurt. A lot of players uh, hurt. So, if we can stop their passing, which is a big if because we've given up a lot of big plays in the passing game. Pittsburgh should win, and and that's what I'm predicting. 17 to 13, Pittsburgh winning. So you don't see Pittsburgh reaching the 20 point mark? They have it all season offensively. I don't see why they would start now. I have them winning 21 to 17, and I don't know. I don't know how you're going to limit the Rams to 17 points because they have a good offense. They have McVay there still. The defense is questionable, but. I have them winning 21 to 17 over the Rams. Yeah, Rams offense is not that good, right? So just looking at these losses, they they only scored 16 against the Bengals, only scored 14 against the Eagles. Um, you know, they had a couple games. They scored 23 against the 49ers. I guess that's pretty good. But, you know, the, the Steelers defense, again, if we can stop, the pass game and then limit their running game. I don't even know who the running back is for the Rams this week with Kyron being out. Um, you know, I think it's going to be difficult um, for them to get anything going. I just feel like they have, you know, they have a pretty good passing attack. I don't know about the rushing, mm-hmm. uh, but the passing is, is decent, much better than probably like the league average. So, um, but still have uh, the Pittsburghs winning this game. Okay, let's go into our uh, upset specials. Ron, who do, what do you have? Yeah, this one was tough. I didn't like any of the games this week. 
Um, at least not the games that were three and a half point spread or greater. So I went with the Vikings again. They let me down a lot um, already, but San Fran's favored. They're traveling to Minnesota. Still a tough place to play. They favor by seven. Um, San Fran still has some injuries. We'll see if McCaffrey plays, uh, Debo plays. I don't, I don't know what's how many other players they got out, but Minnesota can you know, at home should put up a better fight. I would think, um, that's my upset. I got Minnesota winning 24 to 23. So are you on the Brock Purdy bandwagon or did you get off? I don't know if I was ever fully on Wait it. Wait a minute. You told me after they beat the Steelers that he's legit. No, he's good. Play. I'm not saying he's like, he's good. There's no doubt about that. No, none whatsoever. Now, am I putting him in the Hall of Fame like some people? No, I'm not no, doing that. Some people are even tying MVP. Exactly. I mean, let's not go crazy, right? You put most quarterbacks in that system, they're going to look like how Brock Purdy has looked. So, you know, he's a good quarterback, and he's played well. I think this was probably his last, the last game was his worst game. But, you know, again, when you're throwing to, like, some backup, you don't have your best players out there. That's what's, what's going to happen, right? So, you know, we'll see. Um... You know, let's see. Let's see if Minnesota is tanking, um, or if they're going to go out there and put some, you know, put an effort out there. Yeah, I was looking at that game as well, but then I thought maybe the Niners come out of this pissed off and they just like wreak havoc on Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of stood away. My upset special is the Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City's favored by five and a half. Um, I have them winning 24-17. Now, I did some research. I watched the entire game of that Chargers-Cowboys game. And I thought Kellen Moore, at least, was going to have Justin Herbert slinging the ball everywhere. But there was a lot of a lot of passes that Justin missed. Yeah, he missed a lot. He, he didn't play well either. He didn't play well, and... I know he has like a pinky, like a finger issue going on, but I was like, dude, you got good receiver. You mm -hmm. got a good tight end. You got a good running back. Why are you struggling scoring? You should be scoring at will. Mm -hmm. You should be leading the league. I mean, not Miami type scoring, but you should be up there. Yeah. And since the Chiefs don't really have a dominant defense like they did last year, the offense is still decent. The defense is not as dominant, I think, at least I feel like mm -hmm. it's not. So I think that maybe the Chargers can get a victory. I know it's on the road, so it's going to be hard, but I got them winning 24-17. to 17. Any Taylor Swift showing up at this game, you think? Of course. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, this is without question. Without question, I know Taylor Swift maybe has her own thing, her own touring, but how many times? It's <laughs> like, how many times... <laughs> We know he's getting along with the mom. We know she's dating, you know, an NFL player. Like, we already know this. Why do you keep showing it? Mm -hmm. um, Ron, who are your top five in the power ranking? Yeah, so my top five this week, I got Miami number one, finally. Uh, so they had them in number four last week. I got Detroit moving up to number two. They were number three last year. San Fran falling to number three. They were my number one before. Philly falling to number four. Um, they were my number two. And then Kansas City still holding down the fifth spot. So 
I didn't move Kansas City up despite like losses from Philly and um, and San Francisco. I didn't move him up because I, I think you're right. There's just something missing with Kansas City. I can't put my finger on it. Defense isn't as good. Mahomes is like always like up and down. I feel sometimes. Um, so I think quite now at the end of the year they'll probably be in the conversation for top three. Um, but right now I have Kansas City fifth. You know what I've noticed that Mahomes doing this year? What is this thing about? Like he's just every time he misses a play or it's like he's telling everyone like come back to the huddle. It's I I don't know. I'm yeah. like just like what is that? Yeah. What are you trying to say? He's like yeah. doing this thing. I'm like what are you doing right now? He, I think he's just saying shit. I fucked up. I made a mistake. <laughs> you know I missed you basically. Let's let's regroup. I know he's a dad and he probably is like not really getting sleep. But I, this whole thing I would. If I was one of his receivers, he's like, put your hands out. Put your hands out. <laughs> we, we know we got to huddle. Um, my top five, I got Detroit at number one. I finally, after Detroit. six weeks, mm-hmm. I'm giving due respect to Dan Campbell and the uh, Detroit Lions. I feel like they played good enough where they have the number one billing. Then I have San Francisco, Philadelphia, Miami. Miami could be higher. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, I know offense sells tickets. Put a 42, I think it was, against Carolina. But defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. And I feel like until I see that Vic Vangio defense really doing something, I know they're getting Ramsey in a couple weeks mm-hmm. back, but I have my four and then I have Casey fifth, so not much change with uh, the Chiefs. So you're, yeah, you're going back to Detroit. You started off week one not having them in your top five. I, I've had Detroit in my top five the entire time. Um, and I don't have them at number one just yet, but it's like every week they go out and play. And the more I watch them, especially now that Jameson Williams, their best receiver, probably. Now, that's no respect, uh, disrespect to um, Armand St. Brown, but what, what Jameson can do now is out there. The running backs they got, um, and I know their their main running back just got hurt, but that team that team is not just a team that can make the playoffs. A team can win in the playoffs. And if I'm Philly or San Francisco, um, you know that's not a like a cupcake team that you're going to go against. That's a team that you got to like bring your A game to beat. No, I mean I mean they have a test, a good test this week. If they can beat the Ravens. Uh, and go six and one. I mean, I don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like. Let me just look it up real quick um, for the Detroit. So they got the Ravens, then they got the Raiders, the Chargers, the Bears. I mean, until you get to the Cowboys, this this is a cakewalk schedule. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> I mean, pretty favorable. It's very favorable. Mm-hmm. Very favorable. So. I mean, they can lock the number one if, if they don't lose again and the rest of the, the season. The thing is with Detroit, you think they're good now? Wait till like two years from now. All these guys are like rookies or second-year players. Wait till they're in their second and third year, assuming golf is still good. Um, they, they're going to be a dangerous team for like a couple of years, a few years. I mean, I don't know if Ben Johnson is going to stay there two years from I mm-hmm. think someone's going to snatch him. If Detroit keeps winning the way it is, and he keeps doing this craziness on offense, not 
Mike McDaniel type craziness where mm-hmm. everyone's in motion every play. But I feel like some other team is going to, or some other owner is going to notice and be like, mm-hmm. I can give you so much money to come be the head coach here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can definitely see that. But they're young. Then I'm surprised they're not using Gibbs as much. But again, they haven't had to. But until now, until now, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do see them finally doing the number one and having San Francisco move over. Um, so what do you have for the audience for the rest of the the rest of the show for week seven? Uh, for the audience, man, like, listen, I, I missed a lot of football last week. I took Sunday off from football. Steelers weren't playing, so I went to uh, Kiel's Farm, got to hang out with family. Weather was great. I think it was like in the 70s or something like that. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was so it was beautiful. So, but now this week I'm back sitting on the couch watching, you know, watching football. <laughs> I'm back. I'm, my back. Family. I'm back, right? So, um, you know, I think for everyone just enjoy the weekend, you know, if your team's playing well, been great if your team's out of it like some of our teams then you know still sit back and enjoy um the, the game if you can if you if, the, if you don't enjoy the game hopefully you can enjoy the weather wherever you're you're at hopefully the weather is cooperating with you, you can go out uh and enjoy that so that's all i got i need, i know i'll be glued to the steelers game i expect them to win if they disappoint me i'll be here talking about firing I think I saw I saw somebody tweeted out like the last eight years of Tomlin has not won basically when they made the playoffs. Yeah, no playoff wins. Yeah. Yeah, great that you're winning every you know, you have a winning record, but you get to the playoffs and you lay an egg. Um that's not that's not supposed to be Steelers culture, right? Tradition. That's not the standard. So that has to change. Um, you know, for his sake, you know, you can sit there at the end of the year and say, okay, we were one and done, or we didn't make the playoffs. And it's because of Mike, you know, Matt Canada and the owner didn't want to fire him and all that, you know, but at the end of the day, it's your team and you're going to be the one that is responsible. They're going to look at you and say, you, you didn't win a game in the playoff again. And, um, you know, so you know, hopefully for him, he can turn it around for the Steelers and, you know, the Steelers fan base. We start to, like, look like a real legitimate team again on offense. All, all I really have to say about the New England Patriots is, I've listened. There's some advantages to, like, working at night. Because during the day... You just get to read a lot of stuff. <laughs> all our text messages, I'm sure. All the text messages, all the, uh, you know, oh, the kids are having lunch. Let me sneak, stick in my phone. Oh, the, the kids are playing. Let me sneak in the phone. This is the thing. It's like, Bill doesn't tank. And I know there's people out there going, oh, you know, we should just start over. We should just get rid of players, assets. Let's get rid of them. You know Bill is not going to get rid of them. Stop saying that. He does the opposite of the fans want. Mm-hmm. And even if he does get rid of the assets, what do you... You don't have Caleb Williams play defense? You have <laughs> Caleb Williams play special teams? Well, your defense has been good, though, right? So... Listen, I, I, I went back. Because I was like, is this... 
has he always been bad at offense? So I looked at the uh, Cleveland. He was a head coach at Cleveland Brown. So his first year, 1991. And let's let's go back to like 1990. The Giants win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He gets his first head coach job. Cleveland Brown, 6-10. Not good. Not good. So we go to 92. Cleveland Brown, 7-9. Again, not good. But then I was like, what about the offense? 91, they were ranked 16th. 92, they were ranked 20th. 93, again, 79, they were ranked 15th, so middle of the pack. 94. Who the hell's their quarterback? Uh, Bernie Cosa. <laughs> <laughs> 94. They actually have 11 and 5. They have 11th in uh, offenses. But the defense has always been good. They were number one mm-hmm. defense. 95, 5 and 11. And then 96, there's a 96 because the Browns mm-hmm. went to Baltimore. So they didn't have a team for like five years. So what I'm saying is like, he's never been an offensive guy. And the fact that, you know, Tom Brady's not there anymore. What were you expecting? I feel like these people are like shocked that he can't, you know, that he doesn't know what to do in the offense. Well, what do you want, I guess, for the team? Like, what is the right thing to do with Bill Belichick? If you were the owner, if you're Kraft, what are you doing at the end of this year? Listen, I know that there's so many different guilty parties here. Oh, bad offensive line. Oh, Mac Jones. Oh, player personnel. Oh, Bill Belichick. Listen, I laid all this down to the Kraft family. You made two very, very bad errors by letting Tom Grady go and then having Bill Belichick basically be your coach GM. Mm-hmm. Not so much during the Tom Brady year, but afterwards. You should have been like, listen, Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl. Let's take some son away. And now it's too late. So what would you do now, though? I would say, let's have a retired party for you. After this year, you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> See, you're I- gone. I don't think that's well for one i don't think that's gonna happen listen he's 72 years old but here's what i would do and this is re i think i think this is realistic and i think this is this is something that you know fans should should want right um bill comes back next year they're loyal to him let him try to go for his record but to your point you take over control and you set up you got to set up life for life after bill right anyways and that's what so i mean bring in somebody that can be potentially your coach you know the year after right so bring in an offensive minded person that knows how to work with quarterbacks knows how to make plays and have them work under bill just say hey bill you're responsible for defense you're the head coach but this guy that i'm bringing in as your offensive coordinator you don't have a say so in what he does. <laughs> you, you're you, gonna tell as, Bill Belichick. Absolutely, you gotta no. like, like you said, you gotta like. He's gonna, he'll storm out. You either you, cut you think him. Bill's gonna storm out. If you tell, if you said what, storm out and do what? You coach somewhere else. There's you a think lot he's of, gonna go somewhere else. Yeah. Who's gonna hire him? Listen, there's just teams the, that you think someone's gonna hire him, knowing he just wants to get the record and that's it. He knowing that the situation that all they need is a good head coach. Case in point, the Chargers. You think Staley's a great head coach? Not by a long shot. You think? Not by a long shot. 
I think with the right players, you put in Bill Belichick. You don't give him the keys from from day one. You say, you can coach here, but you're not going to be the GM. You're not going to be the player personnel and all that stuff. All I'm saying is if I'm craft. craft, It'd be like, listen, we're going to take. You can only drive the car during the day, not at night. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're the coach. You get to make certain decisions. But here's what my plan is as the owner. I'm hiring this person. The goal for me is for him to, to establish an offense, develop a quarterback, and eventually replace you when you're gone next year. And be upfront, you know, upfront and frank with him. Say that's what, what it's going to be. I think that's what's going on in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin and Matt. You know, They're not looking to keep Matt Canada or anything or promote him. But I think it's the owner saying, you know, we want Matt Canada to be here and play out his contract, and you're going to have to work with him regardless. I think that's the conversation that's happening behind the scenes. So I don't blame it all on Mike Tomlin. Tomlin has his, his, his hands tied a little bit. Whereas Bill, Bill has like full control, and I think Kraft needs to tie his hands a little bit and say, this is what I'm doing. I'm looking out for the best interests of the team because I'm the owner, and this is what, you know, your succession plan is going to look like because it's what I'm forcing it to be. Listen, my father-in-law is 77 years old. You can't even tell him where the, where the drinks are. He gets mad. Mm-hmm. He gets upset. This guy, you're going to tell me that. You're going to sit him down and be like, Bill. Coach upset. You can't be the GM anymore. You can be a head coach, but you can't be the GM. You can't pick the players anymore. You certainly cannot draft anymore. I just don't see that. I just don't see that. I, I'm not saying, I'm not even necessarily saying take away GM responsibilities completely. I'm just saying don't have him have any control of choosing who the coordinator, offensive coordinator is going to be. Like have him, and maybe they're trying to do that now. They, but, they technically did that by bringing Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I mean, that's that was Robert Kraft's idea. Yeah. If he was up to Bill Belichick, he Bill O'Brien would not be there. But they brought him back. But I guess Bill O'Brien can't, you know, can't make a dinner out of this terrible, terrible group <laughs> personnel. Yeah. Right. His ingredients. So, yeah, I I mean, midseason, it's not going to happen. I, I feel like that's nothing not going to happen. Yeah. Nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. That would, then the situation will get really, really ugly. Yeah. Well, um, you know what else gets ugly, too? Sitting there in front of the microphones every week talking about why is your team one in five one in six one in seven one in eight well, that's what i mean that, after this year just cut, cut them off just be like listen it's time for time to step down yeah and i feel like he'll be a patriot you know hall of famer he'll get his red jacket he'll be you know they'll make a statue out of him they'll do everything but at 72 i mean uh what's his name uh for the uh, Steelers, Chuck No was 59 mm-hmm. when he retired. This dude is 72. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. So, yeah. So, New England Patriot fans, listen, it's going to be like this for the rest of the year. Just deal with it. And then let's hope and pray. Hey, Sarek's got you, buddy. Sarek got him beating the Bills this week. So, yes. He's got, he's got yes. their back. I got, listen. Every game is going to be a hopeful game, but after the year, you know, we'll know we'll know where we land in the draft order, but let's just hope we're in the top five. 
So on that note, I say peace. Peace. Hey guys, thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you, any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, Shut Your Mouth Podcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at SYM Podcast. Thanks again.